Well, well, well. Well, 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 well. Don't, don't one-up me or try to outdo well, me on these wells. Oh, my God. Well, well, Brian. Yeah, well. Well. Excellent Who's the aggressor start. now? Jesus. Huh? <laughs> yeah. This is, a horrible, this is a horrible start to this episode, Brian. Oh, what I are we doing? Uh, you have turned the tables on me, Layton, by... Uh, you're doing... What, what are those things you, you, you accuse me of doing? What are those? Well, 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 how the turntables. And now I've <laughs> referenced The Office, which is maybe like the biggest podcasting crime I've committed of late. A night, which is the podcast that you're currently listening to. Wow, there, that, now that's pro. That, I'm that Leighton Gray, level, uh, and that podcasting. is Brian Wecht, and it's only been like nearly four years of this show. Uh, yeah, can but, you believe it? Yeah, I know. In So hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode and the following episode of this podcast, which is our annual Christmas clip show. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I personally, Leighton, I know you have a thing about this. I like to recognize all the winter holidays, not just Christmas. Uh, I, I think, and I know you disagree with me on this, I think it's okay to say happy holidays, I think it's okay to even say happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever, whatever, and I know, I don't want to hear your thing about how nobody says Merry Christmas anymore, I don't want you to get into your whole, like, deal about this, but personally, personally, and I'm only stating my own personal belief here, I think it's okay to say this is our holiday, end of year, best of <laughs> You know, I'm really feeling the holiday spirit, Brian, because the moment we press record, I feel like you've pulled a gun on me. Well, it's a, it's, yes, but it's a, it's a t-shirt cannon full of festive holiday t-shirts that celebrate, and I know you have a thing about this, that celebrate all the holidays <laughs> from the winter months. And it's not just ugly Christmas sweaters, right, or, or, or whatever. I don't even like to put the aesthetic judgment on it. It's, it, it's, it's a general t-shirt that celebrates all the fun winter holidays that make this time of year merry and bright. Hey, all Christmas sweaters are beautiful. I I do agree with that, but I also I also want to include the other holidays there too, not just to to keep going back to to your thing, but you know, there are there are other holidays in What's the in allegation this time of here year. that I that I'm constantly talking about the war on Christmas and taking the Christ out of Christmas. Like, I just want to be clear on what you're accusing me of here. Uh, I don't think you're, you're, no, you're not taking the Christ out of Christmas. You're putting it back in. But, <laughs> and, 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 and what you're trying to add is, and these are your own words, quote unquote, extra Jesus <laughs> to Christmas. I, yeah, it's sort of like something being extra legal, um, a little bit outside of the mm -hmm. existing amount of Jesus. I think that, you know, it's not even historically accurate to his birthday question mark. Oh, it's high. Yeah, no, definitely all, not his birthday. All, all Sunday school knowledge has trickled out of the back of my skull and been replaced with, like, uh, JPEGs of Matthew Willard. <laughs> <laughs> As discussed on the recent, sorry, uh, Jesus, email. I'm on the recent email. <laughs> sorry, I said that. Do you know why I said that? I was looking at an email. Oh my god, my brand is not. Oh. Well, that's the that's sorry. the perfect po, po, po buddy's nerfect. Am I right? <laughs> that's the perfect uh, mode to be in for this holiday that you this this holiday season that you and I both love so much. Um, I think I love it a little bit more than you do, actually. Uh, 
you know, as you referred to the extra Jesus, I, I, you know, Christian is with a hard T. It's it's Christian, just so you know, that's the mm-hmm. proper way to do it. Um, I Christ, Christian, Christian, yes, mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. Christ Moss, because we need more. I can't even fucking commit to this. <laughs> I was just waiting for you. I was waiting as you dug your own grave Wait, there. Waiting for me to fucking crack. Um, yeah, I was going to go on about how much I just love everything about the holiday season, the sights, the smells, the songs. Oh, the songs, how I love the songs and the wonderful, how you hear them every year and they are so familiar to you and you get to hear the same ones over and over and then every couple of years you get you get new ones that it's the same songs but sung worse and I love, that's my that's my favorite thing in the world. Mm, I can tell. <laughs> if there's one thing you're good at, Layton, it's acting. <laughs> the t-shirt cannon hits me in the face once again. Mm-hmm. The t-shirt. Do you know what? Uh, you know what I, I I call the t-shirt cannon? Can you guess what I call the t-shirt cannon? Um, Nick. <laughs> I was going to say an AK-37, but... Uh, oh, that's very... Actually, that's, did you just make that up? That's very yeah, good. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I like that. Well, I like that a lot. It's like my ability to do bits when I feel under attack really goes up. It's like a primal fight or flight. Oh, well, or, this, now this you know, is response. an interesting uh, strategic conundrum I find myself in uh, I, I Never mind. I didn't say, I, I didn't say that. Because, because I'm not well, gaslighting you, you, you. You're just crazy. You see, well, that you're not wrong about either one. Uh, you see the the situation I'm in now, which is if I want you to do bits, if I want the show to have any bits, it's got to be you that does them. And now, if I want you to do more bits, I should really, really put you on the spot more, so that you can do you more bits, it. and the show can can go from zero bits. I take it back. And, I'm like a zoo animal where I do my best performances when I am well fed and relaxed. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they don't like it when you tap on the glass. They don't perform well when you tap on the glass it's like a fish in a tank. I'm, I'm a lot like a fish in a tank right now. And or, I... or me, sexually. <laughs> okay, there are two separate 30 Rocks jokes that I wanted to make. A, that I think in the the tradition of at least calling one of the clip shows so it's come to this as a reference to the Simpsons clip shows, mm-hmm. this one should be called Christmas Attack Zone as a reference to 30 Rock. Um, That's great. Except, don't we just call this best of twenty twenty three? Yeah, we part do. One? We do. But just you know, I wanted to, th- I wanted to throw it out Working there. Working title. Then, yeah, and then the whatever you said about you sexually just reminds me of the runner about Jenna saying like, "I'm going to take you apart and put you back together," like Mickey Rourke did to me sexually. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole runner culminating in the finale where she's like, "I can't do this anymore. I've never met Mickey Rourke." <laughs> uh. Yeah, great. Well, look, we we come together at this time of year to celebrate ourselves and uh, all the amazing things that we have done despite our best in, uh, instincts. And we we are nice enough to have some lovely, wonderful people who listen to this show and suggested their favorite moments. And uh, what we're going to do is, <laughs> in true late night fashion, we looked at the list. We compile the list. We're not listening to any of them because who has that kind of time? But we are going to talk about them to the best of our recollection. So what you can you're do... Gonna, you're going to give away the bit this early? I thought that we were going to talk about them with some level of authority and then just, you know, 
eventually be like, yeah, we haven't listened because because folks, we can't sit here and listen to every wonderful clip because the show is so so good and the clips that you're about to hear are so high quality that you know we, we don't want, know. want our egos to be too too big. Oh, and you know, of um, all people in the world, I am at greatest risk of uh, hitting that ego ceiling. What it's, is the thing? My that therapist is, a... is constantly praising me for just how, you know, my ego is 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 so healthy and well, you intact. Know, if you if you want to get if you want to strengthen your uh, ego floor, you can do some ego exercises. <laughs> Kabam. Uh Oh. What is the thing I'm thinking of? <laughs> oh, it's community. This is what I'm thinking where uh, mm. Jeff Jeff uh, starts going into uh, a thing where he his ego gets, he feels too good about himself, mm-hmm. right? And his ego starts exploding. There's a really great Dean scene where uh, the Dean's walking down the hallway and Jeff turns around and he has aviators, I believe, is what makes him hot, extra hot. Mm-hmm. And the dean starts to say a thing of something and then collapses on the ground. An amazing Jim Rash performance. Yes, I know exactly because people use that as a GIF a lot. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, rem- I don't hey, see. I don't, the, I don't remember, see GIFs. I remember see the images. soup? Yeah. And when the Joel McHale soup? was the the soup guy. Oh, oh, the show. I thought the you were show. talking about an episode of Community where they ate soup. I assumed that you assumed I was just talking about he just liked soup a lot, and that was his defining trait. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Don't, the whole category of like uh the soup in Tosh.0 has just kind of been superseded by the entire internet. Right? Yes, in, indeed. Now now that's people putting, you know, uh what do they call them? TikToks together. TikTok is the source of culture. We can we can choose to deride it and ignore it, but that is uh much in the same way through the 2010s that we ignored the culture on uh, 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 campuses uh, across the country as well as like mm-hmm. smaller forums and just been Twitter and dismissing them as as irrelevant or oh that's not going to be important all things yeah. come to the fore uh, TikTok what and what happens on there is uh, important maybe isn't the word but it's uh, well, I, some I, I, inchoate uh, future. Yeah, I actually I do want to get back I, to the, What the fuck you, am I talking about? I don't know, but I do want to get back to the campus thing because offline you were telling me that you feel like on college <laughs> what, campuses, what, what, free whoa. speech is under attack from the what you called intolerant left. So I didn't I really say intolerant. To... I did not. I did not say intolerant. Uh-huh. I said some other words that I'd thank you not to repeat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can't decide uh, if I'm going to completely defensively fight this or give in to it. I, it remains to be seen. And that's how uh, I ended up married, through exactly that strategy. <sighs> I'm just going to live in this moment. <laughs> Living in the moment where I'm waiting to say, please cut that. <laughs> that's our number one rule on this show. No cuts. No take backs, no cuts. No, no take backsies. No cutsies. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, listen, oh. it, it, uh, in, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, um, I do think it's okay to celebrate more holidays than just Christmas. <laughs> the love of God. This time of year, uh, despite what my co-host, uh, my esteemed co-host might think. So... Uh, <laughs> I, 
Yes. What? Sorry. Do you have something <laughs> to say? I, I thought I heard we, that we, as you we, saying. We go now to the no spin zone. Layton. <laughs> I thought you were saying my esteemed co-host, I think. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a brutal dig. Yeah, that's what I heard. I, I interpret everything as an attack on me personally, uh, as I should. Can you can you say it? I am fascinated by the tone that implies air quotes. So can you say the word esteemed <laughs> as if it was in air quotes? And my esteemed co-host. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got it. <laughs> You got it. Uh, I, it and, and you're missing me physically doing no, the No, you quotes. have to. Yeah, you have to you have to finger that sky. <laughs> and isn't that all we're really doing as human beings sprawled upon the earth, looking onward, fingering the sky? Fingering the sky, indeed. That's the, the title of my autobiography, <laughs> which is appropriate given my line of work. Um, <laughs> fingering which is to the say, sky? Yeah, sky, sky pleasuring. Um. Yeah. What else are chemtrails about, folks? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Direct result of fingering the sky. That's how we get get rid of chemtrails. We stop it. Stop that. Stop it. Indeed. No, no peace right. signs. No middle fingers. No index whoa, whoa, fingers whoa, whoa. Now, to now, indicate now, that look. you've been called next in line. You can come after me personally, but if you if we start eliminating middle fingers, then I'm out of a job. So well, yeah, that's the point. I'm trying to deplatform you. Yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, yes. Um, well, sorry, I li- I'm looking I like, at our spreadsheet. I like, I like that theoretically a Christmas clip show could be used to introduce people to the show, and this is perhaps the most alienating start that we've had to an episode all year. Although I do yeah. feel like it captures yeah, a certain I, I dynamic. Like it. I, I'm I'm having fun, which as far as I'm concerned is the only important part of doing this show. <laughs> I'm having fun. There, there we go. Good, <laughs> good air quotes. Give me something to say in air quotes, and I'll say it. Um, I've never gaslit you in my life. That whole thing? I can't say a whole phrase in air quotes. That's not how air quotes work. It's like a word or two. Say then say gaslight in air quotes. I've never gaslit you. You know. Well, now you Not did to, it, and now I'd just be imitating you. Well, then pick something else that you want to say in air quotes. Um, okay, I will pick something else that I want to say in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that podcasting is an audio-only medium. Let's go back. Let's do the charades thing. <laughs> we were doing. Because I think that was so fun. <laughs> did that? Did that actually wind up in an app? Please tell me that didn't wind I, I up in an episode. I think it was a mini. And just, so, for those of you just tuning in, uh, no, the, no, the, the, no. Let me just explain the. Bit. I we can't don't actually... even. I can't even entreat Jarek to cut away because he's not editing this one. Oh fuck! That's right. I'm stuck it's here, all me, baby. Uh, podcast charades was an idea, an explosive new idea I had for a game show, which is audio-only charades. Actually, maybe that wasn't a full episode. Maybe it was one of our solos. I can't remember. I distinctly but, remember getting, like, actually legitimately pissed off at you in a way that I, do, <laughs> I don't usually. Mm-hmm. I Since we're speaking Over about that the, bit? Yeah, I think so. Wow. <laughs> that was okay. I, I don't that know was. why that was... I, I think I told you that at the time. Um, no, oh, I, I think assume, that... Anytime anyone tells me they're mad at me, I assume they're kidding. 
Right. Well, in the early days of this show, I want to say like single digits. I remember distinctly, I had done some moderately hostile hostile bit towards you. And afterwards you texted like, hey, are you okay? Uh, like you were genuine. And I we think knew you, each other as well. Yes. Yes. And this. you yes. did it a couple of times before I got genuinely mad because you kept asking. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, we've really come a long way where you're just making blatant false accusations towards me with impunity at the top of an episode. Yeah. Well, I was, we, you know, it's how to say um, I occasionally work with people who take things personally and mm-hmm. I'm not in no matter. I'm not accusing anyone of anything in, in particular here. But uh, until I reach a certain level of person that I know well, which we were not as close as we are now when we started the show, I genuinely get concerned that because of my, uh, the the combination of my deadpan style of humor plus constantly, and I do mean constantly, trying to poke the bear and Mm -hmm. get some kind of annoyed reaction out of people, I do occasionally, uh, I walk a lonely path where sometimes people get mad at me for stupid reasons, and <laughs> I have learned to, actually, I, I did this today, today, I have learned to, if I do a bit, and then think, oh, wait, maybe that didn't land, mm. to just gently reach out and say, hey, by the way, did you know that basically every time I say anything, it's, uh, I'm not being serious, and I think... It took me a little bit with you, probably, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a few months of doing this before I learned that, yes, of course, you can just fucking roll with anything. You know, I think that's the nicest compliment you've uh, given me over the course of this show. I was about not to, intended I was, as one, but I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I was about to make fun of you uh, saying that you're like, oh, here's me, do to do to do. I'm just going for a walk in the forest with a giant, cool, open container of of raw meats. Gee whiz, sure hope that that, that no bears come up and, and try to take a bite out of me. Oh, I'm wiggling the steak around over the head mm-hmm. of the sleeping bear. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it bit me. I was I that it wasn't real steak. That's. Can somebody please call an ambulance? Because I was mm-hmm. just kidding about these steaks that I brought. Yeah. Specifically to upset the. Ba- oh no, he's mauling me. Oh no. Oh, oh no, he's mauling me. That's the title <laughs> of this episode. I want. I want. I want, I want that edit of uh, Werner Herzog listening to the Grizzly Man audio tape and oh, being yeah. like, "No one should listen to this," but it's just <laughs> not even fucking just. Oh. Yeah. Um, what I, I was think I really was, need to buy a lamp for my seasonal affective depression. <laughs> if it honestly, if it makes you this funny, don't. <laughs> what uh, were you gonna say? What I was gonna say was th- this was this is the thing that today I had to check in with someone. Like, was this okay? Uh, uh, the, the the graphic designer for Twerp reached out on a thread about the upcoming tour, which I'm a part of, which has been announced. <gasps> um, uh, did you know about this? Did no. About this? I, I am joining Twerp as Trey Magnifique, Magnifique on their six-week tour. Trey Magnifique? Up. Trey Magnifique. 
Uh, that's what I call my uh, the Trey Magnifique Trey Magnifique per persona. Wait, I'm sorry. Can, can you put that like French like glottal like uh, on there? Because that Trey was good. Ma- the Trey Magnifique. Uh, yeah, that uh, that's what his 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 pervy evil twin Trey is Trey Magnifique. Yeah, who's friends um, with the Crypt Peeper? Yeah, but Twerp's a graphic designer on an email thread said, "Hey, everybody, I." screwed some stuff up uh you know here's a new version of the tour poster and i replied i quit (laughs) and then (laughs) i texted a few people and i said oh i realized that there's someone i don't know on this thread (laughs) and i sure hope they understand that i'm doing a bit as by the way i would because i assume that i'm usually pretty good at reading bits um, you are the most but, fastidious email checker I I think I've ever known. So that's especially funny to me. Yeah, this one. Well, actually, it's something I was talking about with my therapist. Uh, she's like, I think you and I'm not even kidding about this. She was like, I think you need to send emails faster. like <laughs> As in not proofread them so much. She's like, just let it go. Just write the email and let it go. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, undergoing a full werewolf transformation at the gentle suggestion of your therapist that you should maybe not spend an hour on an email oh my god yeah actually i'm gonna read you an email We're, we will get into these best ofs yeah i mean it's like do you do you really i'm talking to the i'm talking to the fucking audience do you really want to hear clips of this show yeah uh where was this let me let me let me find this because this is fun okay so uh jim roach producing the upcoming under the under under the covers four album (laughs) writes a general just check in email to me dan and twerp uh how are the songs coming guys uh you know brian's coming to nashville this is like a week ago and uh just want to see how you know if you're rehearsing them and how everything's sounding and blah 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 and i replied to this email so far, I'm the only person. This is nine days ago now. No one has responded to <laughs> Here's what I wrote. And you'll see why this is relevant to the most recent discussion. <laughs> Hi, guys. So th- this is the first reply, and there are no subsequent replies. Hi, guys. <laughs> I wanted to chime in here with some unfortunate news. Due to a recent procedure, which I can't get into because of ongoing legal proceedings, I am no longer able to find pants that fit. Yes, I have tried contacting tailors, both licensed and un, but I have been independently told by several professionals that in my current condition, I am, quote, unpantsable. Their words, not mine. As a result, I am forced to travel with an unwieldy contraption, part cage and part curtain, that obscures the lower half of my body. Although I can change the curtain as needed, the metal frame inside is unalterable and sadly not compatible with sitting on a piano bench. I fear that this will make recording a bit difficult. I am hoping that, studio name omitted, as a full-service studio, we'll be able to use the attached blueprints to construct a winch that will lower me into position, but if not, we may have to postpone the recording until the medical issue in question has been resolved. Thanks for bearing with me on this. I know it isn't an ideal situation, and I honestly do appreciate your patience, despite WHST, which should have been what, but I made a typo, <laughs> you, may, you may have seen on my socials. Best, Brian. So I bring this up because I, I was on a plane when I wrote this. I was like, this will be fun. I'm meticulously 
crafted this stupid joke. <laughs> and I cannot get over that in the last, whatever, seven, eight words, I misspelled <laughs> what as W-H-S-T. <laughs> that... No acknowledgement from anybody that this email was ever sent or received. Nobody. Uh, people in the know in the true crime community might notice a, a passing reference to the uh, John Benet Ramsey ransom note. Uh, I believe that Brian was in fact channeling the organization invoked at the end of that ransom note. Is that is that <laughs> the WHST? Is that what that is? It was SBTC victory. Oh, um, I see. That's my bank. Um, the, I, oh. I can't believe that nobody responded to that. Cause listening to you type that I was already in, like, if I were on this thread, I would be, uh, chomping at the bit to get to that. It's like how in our group chat that like, you know, people pop in and out that, you know, not everybody has notifications on. They're not always checking, but every once in a while, there is some bit that will happen in there that just summons everybody like ringing a, a yes. dinner bell yes. and everybody, you just they 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 fall onto the bit foaming at the mouth um and i think that's a really special thing and that's how i felt hearing you read that email brian which i think is a really masterful work of uh comedy also i agree with your therapist uh, look i agree with my therapist about basically everything does that mean i'm gonna do what she fucking says probably not <laughs> but, yeah that's how my therapist makes so much money because he tells me to do stuff and then i don't do it <laughs> yeah uh all right Speaking of hey, not doing speaking stuff. of therapy. <laughs> Let's no, get into some my, clips. Hey, yeah. oh, my ah. segue was relevant. What? My segue was germane to the bit. Mine was too. And I'll thank you to not use germane because I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy from Flight of the Concords. Duh. No, that's Brent. <laughs> uh, that's Brett. <laughs> no, it's Brit. Fuck. It threw me off forever that in New Zealandese they pronounce it as Brit. I love that. That's like my favorite part of the show. Oh, it's the be it's the best. Yeah. Um, uh, let's speaking listen. of fucking yeah, everything you... up. Uh huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't go with my therapy one anymore, and now I don't. Um... I want to get in some clips, but 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 I have to uh -huh. pee. So. I am to go. I am going to go. Oh my god, my fucking brain right now. Uh, I am I, to go. Uh, I, I am to go pee. <laughs> I am to poo. Uh, give me two minutes, and uh, I will be right back. Remember, anything you say, I will hear when I edit this episode. So just take that under advisement. Sure, I won't say anything weird. Yeah, great. All right, all right. I'll be right back. You know, we've been doing this show since uh, early 2020, and uh, I didn't know Brian very well, as we just discussed. Uh, and, you know, I was like, I, I only knew him, you know, as an acquaintance through Grumps. Like, you know, you always say hi, but I was always, like, really intimidated by him because he just kind of has that vibe. Um, but over the years of doing this show, he and the rest of the Wex have become truly like family to me and they're deeply special to me and doing the show is such a pleasure because not only do I get to hang out with Brian all the time I get to meet all sorts of new 
people who are interesting and funny and I've made so many friends through the show it's made me like more confident in social stuff I know shocking you would never guess that uh and you know a bunch of really cool people listen to this show and we get to hear from them we have our awesome little discord community people give us money to get access to more of this which is baffling but kisses appreciated um and i'm just really grateful that people bother um makes me really glad so here's to another 10 years of the podcast um great well i was hoping he was gonna walk in when i was being sentimental so i could like you know flip to a fuck you um because he's usually a really fast urinator brian if you reveal that you've been sitting here for like 60 seconds i'm gonna lose my mind brian all right well he's he's really fucking up my timing on this one all his fault all your fault you're listening to this brian Anyway, I think we have a nice uh, selection of clips that we're going to talk about. We've had a lot of good moments this year with friends, with new friends, with... We've had some really fucking cool guests. We've gotten some dream guests on this year. Uh, and they have all been very interesting, and I have enjoyed getting to talk to people. My tone completely changed, like I'm uninterested because I'm clicking around the spreadsheet that we put all of these bits into. I even made a little check checkbox column. You know, you could put checks in Google Sheets. I did, but I, f I forgot that you could do that. And so I'm just sitting here checking and rechecking a box because it's very satisfying. You should try it sometime. It's like a fidget spinner, a fidget toy in your browser. I almost said bathroom. It's a fidget toy in your browser. <laughs> We're both fucking deranged today. I Like, I'm normally like that, but there's something... Maybe it's just that the late night live show is tomorrow. Wink. That wink implies that it's like not or something, but I mean, it is. We're recording this on the eve of late night's live 200th episode. And I'm going to give Brian his Christmas present. Shit, he's going to listen to this. Uh, uh, we're not going to recreate the emodium joke that you just made that was really funny, but uh, everybody at home oh, just knows. damn it. I was hoping you were going to try to do it, and then I could be like, what joke? And completely <laughs> annihilate you with this bus that I'm driving. I was legitimately planning to do that. <laughs> That's so fucked up. It, it, it's called comedy? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I like how literal it sounded when you said hit you with this bus I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> like it did that sounded not metaphorical at all. Oh, it's not. <laughs> oh fuck. Mm. I have a, a a class B license, if that's an if that's the right one. Yeah, it is B for bus. Of course it's right. 
I don't want to give you more work, but I can pull uh, the sound of like a car driving into a building. <laughs> can you put that right after I say, oh, fuck? I'm going to write a note uh, to do that. All right. Let, let's let's listen to some clips. Uh, Leighton, you're looking at this sheet with me here. What, what, what should we talk about first? I, I, I see one, a, a really good one here from episode 182. I think we should start with. Be my guest. Well, this is uh, this this was one of my favorite ones uh, from the year. They're all my favorites. It's it's like it's like picking your favorite child, right? As in, it's you only very have easy. one of them. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's easy because I only have one uh, uh, that that I give affection to. The other ones have to fight for it. Um, <laughs> the this was episode one eighty two. We should pull episode titles. I'm just going to scroll through until I find it. Man, the level of no preparation to this is truly astonishing. Well, look, uh, kids, a- folks at home, I my dumbass thought we were recording at four, but actually we were recording at three. So I traipsed, I capered over to my desk at 3 p.m. like, tra-la-la, I'm going to do the work that I could have done in the preceding like fucking 72 hours and grab yeah. all this other shit that we need. And then Brian was like, I'm running 10 minutes late. Sorry. And I was like, fuck. And so that is the yeah. least interesting anecdote i could have shared uh, well I, I i i liked it personally i think it did great the, but th- this episode is uh, it's episode 182 uh title urchins run miles to chocolate fire with bill childs and although i guess maybe we should save that for the end like right before we come in so i'll say it again uh, let's pretend i didn't say it i'm not going to cut it out but let's pretend <laughs> i didn't say it um pretend you didn't say what yeah exactly thank you um so what to say about this episode uh bill child's rules he is one of my uh favorite guests we have ever had on uh on top of just being an awesome dude um we uh, we we text regularly and same and he listens to the show pays for the patreon thank you he does and i will occasionally get texts from him where they're like hey i just heard you say this you know whatever it is and then it caused me to think about this which is it, honestly, he is the only friend I have that texts me about our show. Wow. <laughs> no That's one else. That's so sweet. Not my, not my wife. Not my sister. You not know. your child. Not my child. And the day Audrey starts listening to this show regularly is the day we hang it up because I can't, no, I can't do that to myself probably. Um, Agreed. Agreed. But the, um, yeah, but it is it is so nice that he actually listens to the show. But it was even better to have him on. And this was and he has tried so, much so hard stuff. to find that dinosaur album. And he is up to date with McCamey Manor stuff. He sends me cool legal shit. Like, dude, you rule. Let's listen oh. to this aw- awesome bit. Well, 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 well but, 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 uh, we should billboard a little bit. This is we were looking at uh, clips from you know, old newspaper articles because I had mentioned this Wikipedia page of non, <laughs> what was it? Non-water floods. Yeah. I yeah. Believe, uh, which and I, I believe if saw we could a recent update, right? I can't remember <gasps> if this was, uh, was this since the episode? It might've been like right after list of non-water floods. There was a flood from, yeah, September, 2023. That was recently added to this list. So is this right? Since? Yes. Oh, my God. That's right. Since we put out this episode with Bill, another flood was added to this Wikipedia page for list of non-water floods, which is the Levira Distiller wine flood in Portugal. There was a oh. wine flood. Yeah. 
So this is this makes uh quote unquote various juices not the most recent non water flood from twenty seventeen. Hell yeah, various juices, baby. Yeah. So this is uh us and Bill, Bill Childs from one eighty two, episode one eighty two, urchins run miles to chocolate fire. Uh and the what what's this word column B on the sheet, Leighton? What does that say? What's the title of that column? I can't read it. <laughs> What's it's B word? as it's it's B as in boy. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, no, we're looking at the same cell. I know it's well, can, it's B it's B as in yeah, boy. Yeah, I just clicked it. Just B, but can you spell that word for me, please? Uh, B O Y. You know how boy is spelled. Mm-hmm. That's the boy. That's the boy column. <laughs> that's the boy column. <laughs> Do you like that? Brian, I think that's the funniest joke you've ever done. <laughs> Wait, now you have to tell people what it is. <laughs> Fuck you for forcing my hand by doing such a good bit. <sighs> this was in the bit column. It wasn't the boy column. I was being obstinate. It's it was the bit column. We we're both clicking <laughs> like the, the 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 digital comedy of Brian highlighting it after I kept saying boy. <laughs> um, and it was bit, and he just added a ch at the end. Bam. <laughs> and I, that is the funniest thing Brian Wecht has ever done. Thank you very much. Probably will be. That's a, it's a comedy career highlight right there. This is a clip from episode 182 with Bill Childs. This reminded me of, Leighton, you mentioned a Wikipedia page listing these, these things. In case you guys don't know this page, I'm going to put a link in the chat right now. This is not strictly relevant to what we're talking about, but vaguely so okay so this link is going in the chat right now this is one of my favorite wikipedia pages it is a list okay, of glasses flood is there yes yeah, so yeah of course you have to have, this is a list of non-water floods pepsi fruit juice flood oh fascinating so, which is recent right yeah uh, mm. so it, it is a list of uh floods with and by the way fatalities in many of these uh of of liquids that are not water and there aren't many. What is it? Two, four, six, eight yeah, of these. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there may be okay. others out there, but. You have to pick which flood you're stuck in from this list based on composition of flood. Don't even think about fatality. Just sheer vibes. Well, well, well read us the list first so we can all, <laughs> all see right. it for those listeners who can't see this, which is everybody. Okay. In London, 1814, beer. Dublin, 1875, whiskey. Boston, Massachusetts, 1919, molasses, same year, 1919, but in New York City, molten chocolate and butter. Delicious. Molten, have, molten chocolate. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I said, don't think about fatality. Then we have 2008, Kingston, Tennessee, coal byproducts mixed with water. 2010 in Hungary, bauxite residue mixed with water. Sure. Uh, Mariana, Brazil in 2015, tailings mixed with water. I don't know what tailings is and I'm not. From mining. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then finally, we have April 2017 in Russia, the Pepsi fruit juice flood, and it just says various juices. 
that Varius is doing a lot of work there. I, I some totally agree. <laughs> and I mean, that's my pick personally, Various Juices. If you asked Brian, you would be stuck in <laughs> Various Juices. Of course I do. Well, mainly because I'd be curious what the variety is. So that, yeah. that's, that's my personal pick. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to say no to the coal byproducts, bauxite, and tailings. Right? That's right. Those, it doesn't sound we fun. Can, we can take those off the list right from the start. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people would say whiskey, but like, that's a lot of whiskey. That's a lot oh, of whiskey. Get in your that's eye. right. You don't need very much whiskey for it to be fun. Yeah. And molasses, it's going to be messy. I think it's various juices for me, too. I, th- yeah. I think it's molten chocolate and butter for me. Mm-hmm. That's a great it combo. It does sound delicious. It's a winning combo that would kill me, but what a way to go. Yeah, I lived in Boston for several years, and you heard a lot about the molasses flood. Like, that was a, a big part of the local lore was, you know, like 100 years ago, a bunch of people died with a molas- in molasses flood. I believe it went through the North End. I think that's right. Yeah, it was the North End. There it is. And I lived and did comedy in the North End. And so that would be a, a, a frequent reference at uh, my local comedy club, which was the Improv Asylum, uh, where I was the music director. I'm just starting to read the description of the of Layton's Choice, and I think I might be shifting over to that, mm-hmm. to the chocolate. To the Rockwood and Company Shipping Department fire. Molten chocolate butter out on the neighboring streets where it blocked storm drains and caused a flood sufficient to float a rowboat for two blocks. <laughs> I didn't oh know God. that that was like the standard unit for, for <laughs> flood measurements. Okay, look at the subsection flood. Second paragraph, second line. There's a really great quote. Read it. A report in the Brooklyn Daily Eagle described, quote, an ocean of fudge, dot, 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 flooding the street, dot, 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 <laughs> like lava. I want to know, yeah. what, A, what was in the ellipses, and yes. B, I assume Ween has written a song about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised if there wasn't an album, a Ween album dedicated to this. Oh, I think the chocolate, half of chocolate and cheese was actually... Oh, and then the police initially made no attempt to stop the children. It said that it attracted a thousand and one local children keen to taste the metal, the mixture. But around an hour after their arrival, truant officers began collecting the children to take them through their schools. This is okay. This is the one. Yeah, the greatest. I gotta say the great the great molasses flood article is fabulous. There's a segment from an article for Smithsonian. Anthony D'Astasio walking homeward with his sisters from the Michelangelo school was picked up by the wave and carried tumbling on its crest, almost as though he were surfing. Then he grounded and the molasses rolled him like a pebble as the wave diminished. He heard his mother call his name and couldn't answer. His throat was so clogged with the smothering goo. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the crazy part. You're like, oh, it's molasses. It's got to be slow. But then you're like, oh, wait, if it's coming at you, that's like heavy <laughs> and viscous. You could imagine if like a wave of molasses hits you, you're you're in trouble. The, yeah. uh, the headline of the article I just put there is pretty amazing. Gutters run fudge, urchins <laughs> run miles to chocolate fire. <laughs> oh, oh that's this an is all timer. <laughs> Opening paragraph. Hey fellers, I know where there's a fine fire instead of water coming out. Good hot chocolate fudge is running all over the streets. You can lick it up. The cops are there, but they don't mind. They just grin. Come along. I hope this got the Pulitzer. My God. What is, what is this from? Brooklyn Eagle from 1919. Oh, scroll down, though. The, the Oh, and then a boy the, brings home a bomb. Yeah, the next headline in this column is boy brings home bomb. This feels like a Simpsons gag. This is amazing. Urchins run miles to chocolate fire. There's something about, you know, this like early 
20th century and before journalism where you're like, did they just make that quote up? The Hey Fellers thing? It, it, it certainly doesn't sound like someone actually said that. No. And when they reached the scene, various exclamations of delight punctuated the air. Little fellows fell on their knees before the oncoming flood and dipped it up greedily with grimy fingers. <laughs> Chocolate gorged truants, some with faraway looks in their eyes. Chocolate gorged truants. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. This is awesome. When we're in Brooklyn, Brian, let's go find this place. Yes. All right. What, what a great a bit. clip. Yeah. Uh, I call them clips. Okay. Right. And then here, oh, it's talked about. We can click. We can click the thing on the sheet. Can you click that? Talked about? I'll click it, actually. Boom. Talked about. I cl I, hey. Was that you? Oh, you unclicked me. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, my God. You bitch. <laughs> You son of a bit. Yeah, I don't know what it is recently. I have been... <laughs> I, can't, I have to cut this out. I've been desperate to say <laughs> on this podcast. And I can't do it. I think it's... It would be so funny if I said it. I Whatever sound just came out of the back of my throat. I've been thinking about it. I was like, man, that would be funny. If I did that. <laughs> and I want to be clear, the thing I, I I bleeped out here is nothing actually bad. No, it's not. It's a word it I've said on this me. show, I believe. Yeah. It's not like It's just Brian is like weird and prim about it. Yeah. Uh, weird and <laughs> And I have to cut that out too. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> why am I so funny? That's the problem. I don't know how to deal with myself. We need to put you in a cage um, and lock it and bury the key in a field. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, actually, you know what? I'm looking here. We actually we have a couple 182s. Should we run these others with with Bill while we while we got them? While we argue about um, what I what, can and can't say. What Layton, you can and can't say on this show. I, yeah, I we'll, know, we'll roll some more Bill clips. Yeah, Layton, you, you described yourself once as, what was it, a, a free speech absolutist. Okay, please roll the clip. So Action Park was unlike any other amusement park, almost to the, the point where I would call it not an amusement park. Layton, I don't think you're old enough to have been, but I, you know about it, clearly. No, I know a good bit about it. Brian, am I making it up that you went to Action Park? Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in North Jersey. Yeah. It was a known thing. I remember going once and I was little. I was probably under 10. I was definitely under 10. And I remember the terrifying wave pool. And mm -hmm. that's the extent so of what I- people trapped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was a known thing. Where I lived, it was a little far away. So it wasn't like just, oh, go down the road. It was like you would make a trip to go there. But it was like- a destination that wasn't too far away that you would go to during the summer and everyone knew it was like not safe. This was mm -hmm. e even as you were little, like it was very fun, but that was part of the appeal was like anything can happen. It was very much a product of, of its time. I mean, it was an anomaly even for the seventies and eighties, but yeah, I went a, at least once, probably only once as, as a kid, but definitely I had friends nearby who would go quite regularly. Yeah, well, and, and the thing that made it different and, and made it 
potentially dangerous was how much control you had over your experience, right? That's right. Like a wave pool isn't inherent. I mean, it is inherently dangerous, but it isn't inherently more dangerous there than elsewhere, except that they ran it with fewer breaks and without any limits on how many people could be in there. Well, right. you can avoid anything that bad happening to you by not getting in it, right? Or staying in the shallow end or the Alpine slides, like most modern Alpine slides will have speed governors on them. They didn't. So, you know, whatever, you can go as fast as you want. You might fly out and hit your head. And so a bunch of that sort of thing where you had a lot of control over it, which makes it a really fun entry point to talk about as a law school class to talk about sort of how much responsibility you want to have there. And, but one of the things that I think is that, that Andy actually talks about in his book pretty well is when you go to, let's say Six Flags Great Adventure, also in New Jersey, right? When you go there or any normal amusement park, you're going there for the perception of danger without actual danger, right? right. Like you sort of think, well, I'm in this bubble. I, nothing bad can happen to me here. And that's mostly true at amusement parks. Like you get into a roller coaster, they strap you in. You're going to be there when you come back. Almost, uh, we can talk about some, some situations <laughs> where that doesn't happen, but it, it's unusual, right? As long as the the, yeah. the the lap bar is on correctly, there's almost nothing you can do that's going to result in, in you being seriously injured. Right. Action Park, it's the opposite. But I think a lot of people going into a place like that are thinking, this is an amusement park. This is like going to Six Flags. And there's nothing I can do that can seriously increase my risk. That's right. And they're wrong. Well, <laughs> and a lot of the, the parents sending their kids there were thinking the same thing, of course. Yeah. I mean, if you're a little kid, then you wouldn't go without your parents. But if you're, you know, whatever, 13 or something, yeah, drop the kid off at the park. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's, you know, these things are controlled. Well, and then they also had just an enormous overlay of alcohol, much more so than, than again, Six Flags or anything like that. Right. A friend of mine, Mike O'Shea, who's a, a filmmaker, he, he went there a number of times, but he only really remembers the one time. And he was, you're talking about 13-year-olds. He thinks he was 12 or 13. And a bunch of the metalheads at his school rented a bus. And everybody on the bus, including him, got what he called legless drunk on the way there. So he's a, clearly a child and clearly legless drunk. And he's like, is this going to be a problem? It seems like this should be a problem. And he went in and like, no problem. Like the park had no issue with with any of this. No, because the, the teenagers uh, running the park were also drunk. Quite possibly drunk. <laughs> right. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, again, the book talks about that a lot. So, yeah. and as does the movie. I think maybe the most horrifying detail to me is I can't do... Water slides, they, they terrify me. The cannonball slide with the loop, just the fact that people would come down with cuts on them from people's teeth that teeth, got yes. stuck in the slide is yeah. nightmarish. Yes. Yeah, that's Andy's. That's how he opens the book. And it is a fantastic <laughs> tale. And it never really operated very much because it mostly was just maiming people, yeah. Yeah. which even for Action Park is is sort of not a draw. I mean, but although, <laughs> I mean, Brian, you pointed out that the stories about it were certainly an advertisement too, right? To some oh, extent. 100%. It was a place where you could give kids autonomy, right? Which is what every child wants to some extent. And so they'd be like, you never believe what I did and what I saw there. And it was like, oh my God, you, oh, we got we to gotta do that. That's incredible. Wait, <laughs> the, waves were, the waves were how big? You swung, you know, how far on the rope? It's exactly that feeling of like, I'm in control of my own thing. Yeah. I never said I never said that I was a free speech speech absolutist. What did. I said is that I think everybody should be free to speak 
about no, how no 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 I could not I don't misinterpret don't, 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 don't fucking I'm, misinterpret a, me I'm direct, so sick direct, of you doing this to me on this show I try quote. to ex- I try to express my opinion it's look you posted on Parler that you were a free speech absolutist and I well saw how would you know that if you weren't on Parler with I your lurk, account okay? Brian with the I shit lurk. that you say on Parler you can't just lurk you have to make an account well look who knows how Parler works oh shit. Trap set and sprung. Boom. To quote my hero, Ronald Reagan. Boom, bitch. (laughs) Man, I gotta gotta stop calling you a bitch. I really pulled the trigger on that a lot this episode. Uh, Because I typed Uh, in that column and then... then It emboldened you. It it, it was Was the ancient curse that unleashed it. This might be the best episode we've ever done. Um, (laughs) I agree. I don't know why. I was like, oh boy, a a, a low effort clip show that we're just hiding... A better episode <laughs> we should well, well, uh, yeah well you know what i'm looking forward to our live show uh this could be like three this. episodes why not let's just fucking milk it I, I oh i love milking things it's the act of tugging in particular <laughs> there's something i look I, i'll be honest with people i just got some uh some not great personal news uh nothing <laughs> don't worry about it and i'm feeling a little punchy right now uh punchy is the think, exact word for it and i think yeah I can think of other episodes where like one or both of us have like had a real life thing going on and this is exactly yeah. how the episode sounds and it's you know so, I'm also yeah. I ain't having a great time either I, not to speak to your stuff at all my shit you know it's my typical typical shit uh so yeah we're both yeah, you just call that Wednesday yeah let's hear from our esteemed guest which one are you going for here Oh no! Yeah, I, I could I could feel you reading. <laughs> I know. Uh, we're not doing well, video right now, everybody. I could I could feel Leighton reading the spreadsheet, hoping something would come because I didn't write the guests for these episodes until the end, so it wasn't like I could just pick one out. It's like you know, vague descriptions like clap sync probs or cold pancreatic open. Well, I I I well are are we doing? Uh, our pop, there's a bunch of things here related to a pop culture segment that we do sometimes. I feel like I don't want to get there quite yet. Um, I think we climax with that. I, I, here's, the, here's the next one I want to talk about. Um, our, our wonderful friend, Kevin Perjurer, who has been uh, on the show twice and is a, I think, one of the best there is uh, in, in, in the YouTube long-form essay business, as well as just, I, I think the guy is so fucking funny. Like, yes. I really uh, I mm. love everything about him. I'm such a fan of what he does, and he's always fun to have on the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had him back on for a second time this year, and he, <laughs> uh, he, he told a story where, uh, let's just say, I, I we were on the same wavelength for this one. Do you, do you remember this bit, uh, this bit I... of the show, at, uh, by which I mean clip at all? It's interesting that you say wavelength, Brian. Um, considering the topic at hand what I I don't remember the particulars of the bit I just remember it being funnier but the even funnier thing is how he like completely lost confidence in the bit that he was doing yes. while we both found it incredibly funny and had to like reassure mm-hmm. him that it was funny is that was that this same one I think so it, it was at least in that episode I think it was definitely uh, in that episode I thought it was later on but maybe maybe not yeah, these I, are, these I, are the I was thinking not listening to the thing before we record the show I was thinking about his first appearance where he talks about how he thinks breast cancer is good actually um 
today, like out of nowhere. <laughs> just, I think that's, that's one of my so favorite funny. moments of the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you have not heard that first episode that he comes on and talks about that, it's a good one. It's a very that's good a, one. That's uh, an old Andy Breckman tweet, which is, hey, everybody, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Trust me. I am aware of breast cancer. <laughs> Here's the clip. Oh, you know what I love is... Tell me. So Disney ships, if you want a Disney ship, there's only five. There's going to be six. But if you want a Disney ship, you're what are they going to do in the theater? You know what they're going to do. It's going to be a musical. They're going to do mm-hmm. Frozen or they're going to mm-hmm. do a cabaret with a bunch of Disney songs. Mm-hmm. But you think, well, what are they going to do on the princess cruise line or, or Norwegian. And when it's not a magician, when it's actually one of their stage shows with their performers, that is not a circus show. It usually is a cabaret, but just a clientele demographic reason. It is Mm -hmm. almost always the worst eighties music (laughs) in the world. And so it's either they'll just do rock of ages and have some dignity to it. Mm-hmm. Where at least there's a story and and you know what Rock of Ages is, mm-hmm. or they'll do Ages of Rock, which is not <laughs> Rock of Ages. But I didn't even watch this whole thing. But and I'm sure the performers are wonderful, and I'm sure whoever created the show is a genius. But whatever, I walked in, exited before the show even started. But I was there long enough to hear the pre Ages of Rock music oh, loop yes, that they're please. playing as people are sitting. And I love '80s music. '80s music Same. is my favorite decade. I love new wave. I know you you also love yes. 80s music. So I you know, I love that stuff. But this is I don't know, it's like the the fat that rises to the top of the eighties that's just like, oh, it's so bad. And mm-hmm. I don't even know what the songs would be. I mean, it's just guitar hero, dad rock. <laughs> oh, can can I tell you what the the ultimate example of this is for me? Just a sure. bad song is Panama. By Van oh, Halen. Was, oh my God! I was thinking about Panama. <laughs> it sucks. It's yeah, so okay, bad. Okay. How does Panama go? Uh, so the main hook is Panama. Uh, that's Panama, the exact song uh, that would not stop playing. It is insane oh, that you nailed it because it was like so Panama. Because I was yep. going to say Cannonball because I, I didn't know the name of the song. And because uh, I was nope. there going Panama. Yep. It is high school football Friday night yep. kickoff songs, and it's the worst. Sit down and listen to that song. It has no motion to it. And it's like a Van Halen classic. Like, look, we'll stipulate that Eddie Van Halen is an amazing guitarist, right? An incredible musician. I don't know who wrote that song specifically. It just goes nowhere and it's boring. Right. Yeah. That's amazing that we're thinking the same thing. And I wasn't thinking it. I was there and that was the song they were playing. (laughs) It was that exact song. And it was wild because this is happening in this theater and the show hasn't even started yet. Remember, I'm dipping before the show starts. And so I'm just there for the music loop, essentially, for no reason. And there's, you know. Panama, and then the next one is I want to rock and roll all night. night. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And. The weirdest thing is, you know, I also went to Vegas recently mm. and had this had a similar experience where it was a very 80s dad rock heavy Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I would like to point out that 80s mom rock traditionally is mm. way better. Yes. Wow. What a clip. Amazing. I do hate that song. Yeah. I think a lot it's... of songs are not good. Name one. Um uh it's a it's it's a track from um 
this album called Mature Situations. Mm-hmm. It's just like really terrible guy. Um, mm-hmm. Bad guy. Trey Magnificent or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like Santa Monica. I, I, I mean, who names this song? I feel complete <laughs> lack of commitment to this bit. Because like, I did the funnier one and people don't get to hear the funnier one, so. Nope. If you think this show is funny, you should hear what we're like when we're not recording. Isn't that a great pitch for a show? We yep. become like 10 times less funnier when there is a mic on That's us. comedy. That, that is comedy in 2023. And, and you, you, you know what, Layden? I, I do agree with you in this thing you say constantly that you can't say <sighs> anything anymore. And freedoms are under attack. Yeah, and you know what? The, 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 this generation has killed comedy because all they do is complain about how they can't say anything anymore. There, there's a really actually. You should listen to this most this this past week on the best show. Uh, they had Cliff Nesteroff on for a long interview. He has a new book, which is basically a book length refutation of the claim you can't say anything anymore. Oh. And it is just this interview alone is incredible. And he like basically, I haven't read the book, so I don't really know. But my understanding is that he kind of goes like decade by decade. And shows, A, people saying you can't say anything anymore for the last, whatever it is, 100 years. But also, mm-hmm. he had this amazing example, which he was like, look, in, two th- he talks about this on the show, uh, on the best show. Uh, he's like, in 2004, Janet Jackson's bra or whatever popped off. You could see mm-hmm. her nipple. First of all, nice. Uh, but also, <laughs> uh, people lost their fucking minds, right? Mm-hmm. That's why YouTube like, happened. Yes. In 2023... There was a recent show, uh, which was not that popular, in which I don't know exactly what happened, but I believe uh, Pete Davidson, this show is Bupkus, Pete Davidson is jerking off and then his mom walks in and his load like lands on his brother or something, and nobody has mentioned it. So anyone who says, you can't say anything anymore, what the fuck are you talking about? I think more accurately, it's not, you can't come anywhere anymore. Yeah, no, no, that's actually not true because trust me, you just got to be discreet about it. It's a little something called aiming. Like you don't get to be 48 years old without being good at aiming. Uh-huh. That's how I had a kid. It's called a fucking bullseye, okay? You <laughs> imagine you at a fucking shooting range. Um Yeah. All right. Well, the shooting range is what I call the sperm bank. Nice. Oh, I do like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> if you okay, if you had to name a sperm bank, like title it. Uh, the, what, what would you call it? There's an old Letterman bit, bit where uh. I called it Jack in the Box. Uh, but, <laughs> Wait, I got, really it, I got it. I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Need, need for seed. <laughs> oh, that's very, very, very good. Uh, what would I? What would I call it? What would I call it? What would I call it? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Applebee's. <laughs> Best episode we've ever done. I really, I, I think this may be, uh, this, this, this is a good one. It's like, we have no plan for anything on this podcast ever. And then we have the loosest plan possible and we can't even do the fucking plan. What if we played like two clips? We're doing it. No, three. Maybe. Four. Three. <laughs> what? Um, were, were we in, introducing a clip? 
No, no, no. We were just talking about you. You, you started talking about uh, coming, and then we got into this whole okay. thing. Okay, look, I, I want to get you know th this is this is a good time for this one. Oh, uh, I think it might be the longest clip we played today. Uh, our wonderful friends uh, Paul Gannon and mm. Eli Silverman, the Cheap Show lads, were in Los Angeles uh, earlier this year, this fall, just, just a couple months ago. And uh, I went to Disney with them. And it was a lovely day. Uh, turns out the secret to having a good time at Disneyland is to not have children anywhere near you. And uh, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul did not have a lovely day. And, <laughs> you know, there, there are many versions of Paul Gannon I like. Actually, every version of Paul Gannon I like. Um, but Paul Gannon as the, sub, as the target for uh, undeserved abuse is definitely the funniest. And uh, I have to say, watching this story happen in real time and then hearing his version of it later, like the next day or whatever it was, really, it was the icing on the cake. It was so great. Uh, this is absolutely all time of all time. One of my favorite moments of late night. Uh, this is from what episode was it? We didn't look it up. Uh, I literally just wrote late night does cheap show, which. Yes, it's episode 193. Our only okay. crossover episode. Uh, Late Nate does Sheep Show, and here it is. A wonderful, lovely he was gentleman. Awesome. He was yeah, so great. A mensch. And yesterday, the three of us went to a little place called Disneyland. The happiest so, place on earth, allegedly. Indeed. Now, I want to hear all about it. So there were some pretty generic Disneyland experiences, rides, food, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But what I really wanted to hear your take on, Paul, <laughs> was uh, you had some, shall we call it a string of incidents <laughs> at Disney. So please enlighten us, because I think this is really funny stuff. So we got there, right? And we were doing the security thing and I had a stick with me for my camera and apparently the stick was too long. A common problem for Paul. A common problem <laughs> that I'm often turned away from venues at because I have a big stick. Mostly pants fittings. I'm wondering if that affects blind people because they have the biggest of sticks. Are they, well, they turned do, away? But I don't think they're taking selfies with them constantly. <laughs> they might. They might. They might. Anyway, so the guy goes, you've got to take your little stick back. So I ran back. I went to run back to the car. And because I didn't really know where I was going because of the levels of security, I ran to this guy to say, how do I get out? And then this huge bruiser of a security guard grabs me, turns me around, and in my face goes, you talk to me! Just shouted at me. And I'm like, I just want to leave the park, please, and put my <laughs> stick back. Shook me, because he was this huge, threatening dude. Came back, job done, right? And I thought, oh... No, I think you've left out the detail. Of what? You were holding a gun. Oh, well, <laughs> that wasn't loaded. Yeah, the, other, well, the other staff member who went, oh, that's right. oh just yeah. ignore him. So the other guy who I had gone towards in the first place kind of just waved me through and went sorry about him as if to say, this guy isn't 24-hour dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> and so I took it to the car and we all came back and it shook me, to be honest, because it's the happiest place on earth. I don't want Indeed my first is. memory of it to be... Tarnished by a threateningly large and you, man. To be fair, you've been plenty of times in the past. It's yes, not your first, first memory. You're a big Disney person. You know I'm a lot about it. I'm one of those horrible Disney adults you hear so much about. My Indeed mom, you are. For years, 
impressed upon me that if I didn't get a job at Disney World, I would be a failure of a son. Mm-hmm. Oh, and little did she know. Well, there were four <laughs> kids in our family. I'm the oldest. Then I have a brother and a sister. Then my youngest. My youngest was the one she finally press ganged into working at Florida Disney. So she finally got what she wanted. That's great. So we're in the park. I'm uh, having a uh, lovely time. I was going to say a son. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. That one really got fried. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Anyway. So we get into the park. It's kind of put me in a bad mood, an awkward mood already. Uh The vibe is off. Eli and I are talking to back up. Like, you know, it's okay. You know, we're moving past it. Think of all the great stuff that's to come. a lovely time. Yes, we are. And then we went on to the rise of the Resistance, right? The Star Wars one. Repistance. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, very nice. And And then I started getting like... Like Vietnam flashbacks kind of things. Because like there's all these guys in suits shouting at me to move around. And, you go over there now. You go stand against the wall. Blue zone, blue zone. Like I can't, I actually can't deal with this right now. I'm having a genuine moment. We should explain that that ride has a very immersive pre-show. Yeah. Which involves um, being treated like spies. It's, it's militaristic, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little bit, oh, stop, please people stop shouting at me at the park. <laughs> And then what was the other incident? Because there, 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 there were four total. I remember right. the third one. Was it the lady? <laughs> that was the second one. What was the other one? When we ordered the food, the skewers. Very oh, good. God. Yes, right. So one of the things we didn't mention in the cheap show half of this episode was the apps fucking taking over every single thing you do in life. Yeah. You can't take a shit unless you book in advance with an app these days. <laughs> so shitter. S-H-I-T-T-R. <laughs> with a period at the That's end. That's exactly right, yeah. yes. No E, just a shitter. It would be just like that. That's what I call Twitter right now. Ooh, sick burn. Always a G, a G little edge Come Lord. for me, Elon. Come on, Elon. That's right. They're about to leave the country, but you know where I live. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're waiting for this app to tell us to come and get the food that we'd ordered, right? And I go to the place where I'm waiting for the food. And I know... To stay out of the way, and so I lean against the post Some as I wait for the British app. gentleman. He knows how to be in a crowd. I know how to queue. I know how to wait and be passive aggressive to people. So <laughs> I'm sitting there leaning against the pole, and then this guy steps up to me, touches me on the shoulder, and goes, "Buddy, you're in my way. There's a queue here." Okay, I'm just standing here, and I genuinely, I'm a 45 year old man. The tears were beginning to come. <laughs> Because at this point, we're, we're two hours into the venue and I'm getting people shouting at me at all angles. And I was like, I just, I got an app. I'm not in the way. And he barges through and gets it. And then as he's walking away, he gives me a shitty fucking look. And I just, you saw me. I came back with the food shaking like it was my first day working then. So that happens. That happens. And then a few hours roll by. We pop out of the park, don't we? Yes. To go to... Downtown Disney. Downtown Disney. It's not... For any particular purpose, I like to hang out there. It's a cool, chill, fun time. It's a time. cool, chill place. Yes. I like to go to the Earl of Sandwich restaurant, which <laughs> makes my favorite sandwiches. So I have a pin badge obsession. So I love collecting pin badges. You've seen my wall of pin badges. Your wall of it's pin a badges. danger to my health. So I get a few pins and I wait in line. In front of me, there is a mother with two very young children and the two children are having uh, massive mental breakdowns or certainly having a history. It, it's like... 10 o'clock or yeah. not nine. No, nine it's, it's, it's like it's nine, nine o'clock. Right? And yeah. she looks frazzled. She brought two kids to Disneyland. Right. Yeah. That's on her. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, that's people's number one mistake is bringing children no. to Disney. People's <laughs> yeah. number one mistake is having children. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. where they go wrong. That's what we Preach, need as a society. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
enough of it. Yeah. We've had enough of children. So I'm standing behind her and her kids are throwing the toys down that they're waiting to buy on the floor and she's picking them up and the kids are screaming and putting them down. And there's not much space between me and her and then the guy behind me who's almost inside me because he's so close. <laughs> and at some point, after mm. the kid drops the toy for the 20th time, she turns to me and goes, I'm going to need you to step back! <laughs> And at this point, I have nowhere to go because the kids have been pushing the pram towards me and I'm sandwiched between two of the most angry fucking people in the park, apparently, at this point. Because this guy's now muttering, grumble, grumble, fucking get out of my way, buddy, grumble, grumble. That's how I say all American accents sound like. So then I buy the thing and I'm thinking, oh, I can't deal with any more of this. We go on a lovely ride, we do the Mickey thing, we do Star Tours to end the day on a Star Wars note. We began with Star Wars, ended with Star Wars. Now, now if, I, if I may, you're leaving out one thing. I probably am. Go on. So uh, I ordered a corn dog earlier in the <laughs> oh day. Oh my god! <laughs> that and prick. and 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 I was explaining to Eli how much I enjoyed my corn dog, and you said I've never had a corn dog. Right. Welcome to fucking America. Yeah. So we make it a mission to go get a corn dog from the, I believe it's called the Little Red Wagon at the end of Main Street, USA. Another fucking which thing has, you use an app for, just to get a corn dog. You shouldn't you need an app for a corn dog. I couldn't I mean, agree more, yet this is the world we live this in. This is the world we live in. So we order the corn dog on the app, and we're waiting for the corn dog to be ready. And I'm we're, a little bit salty at this point. I think my emotions have been toyed just, with. You've been yelled at. Strangers. You've been yelled at times. and touched. That's what's really standing out to me. At yes. Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. Yes, indeed. And we have nowhere better to be. We're sitting next to the trash can. We're sort of leaning on them. When a gentleman who works at the park walks up to me. And can I go, just, I remember exactly what he yeah. said. I would like <laughs> you to say <laughs> this. Go on. Yeah. So I'm just leaning on the bin. And I think my face is a little bit dejected at this point, if I'm being fair. He walks up, he pauses. He, kinda, he pauses in circles, <laughs> is what he does. The circle I did like. <laughs> he comes round, like he's considering it. Because yeah. my, I tell he, you what, he if thought. I'm being, he thought. I'm be, if I'm being honest, my ego kicked in a little bit because I thought, all right, for maybe, maybe he's a cheap show fan. A couple of people have bumped into Brian and goes, oh, Ninja Sex Party, Brian. Oh. So I thought, oh, maybe this is my time. They were much nicer of, than that. Is that Paul from Cheap Show? I thought, what are the odds? But let's see, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he circles and then he, he sort of... Uh, like a fucking shark. Yeah, a bit like a shark. <laughs> yes. He says, can I ask you a question? Have you seen The Office? And of course, because everyone's seen The Office, I say, yes, I've seen them. And okay, so two things have gone through our minds at this point. The first thing, which is now passed, is I thought this guy was going to be like, you can't lean on those garbage cans. Right. <laughs> okay, like, that's fine. Because it's, it, it's a way of offering yourself some succor. It became my rock that bit for a few <laughs> yeah, of moments. Course. So yeah. I thought he was going to kick us off. He didn't do that. Then he says, have you seen The Office? And I think, oh, he's, he heard us speaking. Or are you guys talking? Yeah. He's going to say something about your accent your or accent something or like that. Maybe then, you look like Ricky Gervais or Martin Freeman. Yeah. Hopefully not Mackenzie and, Crook. And then, and he says, uh, have you ever seen The Office? Paul says, yes. And he goes, has anyone told you you look exactly like Toby? Toby Flanderson. <laughs> And so if anyone doesn't know, Toby in the show is the one everyone in the fucking office hates. And he's permanently he's the miserable sad, the and depressed. Sack. A face yes. like what my mum would say, like thunder, right? Yeah. And so I'm now sitting there going, great, a complete fucking strangers just compared me to one of the most hated characters <laughs> in sitcom history. And, <laughs> and of course, because Eli and I sense an opportunity, I immediately go, oh my God, you're so right. And I don't <laughs> look like 
like Toby from the fucking office. <laughs> and we, we, Eli and I then start backing this guy and say, yeah, you know, actually, we can totally I, see it. Yeah, it's pull a Paul up an image Re- on my phone. And, I'm like, <laughs> <"Yeah."> Paul <laughs> and at this point, any kind of sense of worth and self-respect I had was pouring out of my arsehole <laughs> like tap water. I was miserable. And he's going, oh, my God, you just look so he much He was loving him. it. This guy was loving it. Yeah. Then he says, oh, uh, I can't. I'm having so much fun. I have to get back to my boat. He says, <laughs> what boat this what was? What fucking boat? <laughs> Is it the boat you sailed in on to be a prick? <laughs> yes, I think it was the Jungle Cruise. He looked like a Jungle Cruise Yeah, skipper. well, that's right. It was a khaki uniform. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm dealing with that, and now I'm miserable because a complete stranger's <laughs> compared my face to that of a face of a man who, fair play, is a very talented writer. Oh, he's star funny. Of that show. He's funny as hell. I but love that character. he's got a face like an unmade bed. <laughs> yes. Like a kicked ass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like a smacked bottom. <laughs> smacked bottom. And I'm in a real yeah. mood. And we're gathering all my energy to do the last Star Tours ride. That's we're coming out of the ride as I'm walking to Brian with a smile on my face. Like, what a lovely <laughs> end to the day. just about to leave <laughs> the park. Two teenagers walk up to me and go, come on, then, like that. <laughs> And I go, because I'm a, you know, it took me by surprise. And they run off giggling. And I was just, I have to get out of this fucking park. I have to get out of Disneyland. No, what happened is you were like, no, that's it. You well, considered it no. for a moment. And you were like, no, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go them. kill them. And I went to turn around and chase them down. I just, I went full Michael Myers, just marching slowly down. Well, and then you came up to me and I'm like, oh, yeah, I hope they had a great time on Star Tours. And you passed me. You go, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I have to get out of here. How much did you pay those teenagers? Well, I, I signed headshots, you know, of course. <laughs> like, it turns out people do anything for us. So that was headshot. my day in uh, Disneyland. Now, don't get me wrong. There were hours and hours of joy around those moments. But mm-hmm. I can't help but let the misery of those moments linger. I, there's something about you, Paul. No, here <laughs> we go. We've had this fucking shit from you right now, either. We've had of incidents where people are rude to you. I don't know what it is. And flatulence around me That's as well. That's what I was going to say, yeah. We're recording left to oh, just do, do break off. wind near me as do if I can tell. absorb it. People love to fart near him. I don't know but I, I, any other way. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like some human fucking fart tampax where I'll just <laughs> absorb. Oh, mate. You'd absorb what? the okay. brown crystals. I, I would have gone with fart magnet personally, yeah. but I like fart tampax. What yeah. were you wearing to Disney? His usual kick this? me, I'm a stupid yeah. shirt. You know, like. I'm a sad wank shaft <laughs> yeah. fucking logo. No, nothing. Just a white shirt. It was one of the, nothing fancy. It was a big American flag that it said "Freedom ain't free." In this house, we believe that. Yeah, you know, no, nothing. Like, I was wearing nothing that I thought drew attention. I was wearing nothing wacky. Yep. Okay, well, were you wearing your glasses? He looked no. like a one hundred percent. Wearing my glasses now? No, nothing. I, I would Are you say starting. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say, in Paul's defense. There was, I didn't kill anyone. There, there was <laughs> nothing. I mean, you're Disney. People are wearing all sorts of stupid fucking Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm not his, trying to victim blame Paul. No, no, no. But just like sounds like nothing. But just like take off your glasses. Paul looked for a essentially second, like he looks right now. Like okay. wearing this How sort dare of thing. You say, <laughs> what was it you did to bring that on? How take, dare take, you? Take off your glasses here. Yeah. You really take off your glasses. No, actually, no. This is my defense from other people's judgment right now. I'll put mine on. I like my glasses. Both of you, lovely. Yeah. Yes, I agree. You both have very nice glasses. Pair yeah. of glasses Thanks. I just, worn. I have never seen your face without glasses. Oh, it's because I'm getting older now. Now I can't read anything without oh. these on. Uh, yeah. And they're the first pair I've ever worn that don't make me look like a sex offender. <laughs> which is, it's true. I've got so many ranges of nice glasses. In fact, when I lived in LA, in my house, we just call them offenders. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Christ. So. 
I had a, I was given a pair when I lived in LA 20 years ago by this guy who was like, these are made of gold. These, and then they were, they were gold rimmed glasses. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, you must wear them. And I put them on and I looked like a pedophile's take on Harry Potter. <laughs> and it was just fucking awful. And I've never worn them ever since. And I can't even sell them because they're not stamped. And if gold isn't stamped, well, it's almost worthless. Look, I, oh. I hate to distract from this lovely story of sex crimes. I need to calm um, down. I'm quite wound up. You like, are. We, I think you'll calm down more so if you take off your glasses. Because this is part two, I no, would, I would agree with this. No, I think you should take off your glasses. <laughs> you see? really look, do here. look like Joey from the office. <laughs> <laughs> no, we agreed. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, 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 no sit sit down. Sit down. Sit Sit down. That's your contract. I didn't sign that contract. To be fair, it's a verbal the- contract, Brian. <laughs> and they're just as valid. To yeah. be fair to the boat guy, I mean, I, <laughs> no, do, I don't want to hear you fucking defend look. the boat guy. I mean, I mean, Brian both agreed. It's not that your face looks like him. You have similar colouring. I think that's it. It's like middle-aged white guy with similar colouring. Right, lovely. No, I have generic- strawberry blonde, tufty strawberry blonde, well, and I a broken spirit. What a great clip! What I... a great clip! So funny. Thank you for joining me in trying to get Paul to take off his glasses. I think you knew exactly what I was going to do the moment he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, very satisfying. He he just he he really makes it easy to to poke at him. He really does and he's so funny and he does it so well like watching his face go from a smile to completely <laughs> falling is <laughs> oh, you know, I've known Paul for a long time now. We've been friends for mm-hmm. Uh, more than 10 years, which is crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. And he is just one of the people in my life I find the most consistently delightful. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's it, it, great. Great clip. Good great, clip. Great clip. Um, what, Layton, you, you pick the next one. I feel like I've driven here for a little bit. Um, You have driven here for a little bit. Uh, I would say that are there what is that what am i hearing Hmm. gee whiz i hope it's my downstairs neighbor and not rats in the wall um i hope that was my neighbor Mm -hmm. uh the we we had some dream i'll take that again Uh, (laughs) keeping that in of course (laughs) just how resigned that was of realizing i don't have the energy no i'm gonna put on the energy no that sounds terrible (laughs) One of my one of my great joys in life, Layton, is listening to you give up on yourself. <laughs> oh, then you live in a happy life. All right. Um, we had some dream guests come on the show this year, which was oh, yes, very exciting. And I would say, I think, from the beginning of the show when we first made the spreadsheet of dream guests, um, this person was maybe number one on my list because I listened to very few podcasts very intermittently. Um, and I don't... Uh, you know, I'll fall off him for a while, but there's one that's, that's carried me through many years, and that's been Doughboys. And so Nick Weiger was a number one get for me. Uh, and I, before I even started listening to Doughboys, knew that he was a fan of Dream Daddy. And as you may recall, obstinately refused to listen to their mini so that they did about Dream Daddy, in which Nick mm-hmm. is nothing but mm-hmm. completely positive. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we asked him to come on the show, and he said, yes. Yeah, so here's yes. A, some shit from that one. Thank you, Nick. We love you couple different ones i am surprised honestly more parents don't have blackout curtains like that's like mm. a must-have for any kid room right you know i, I have an eight-year-old uh, almost nine but it's actually in between now and when this episode comes out that is to say in the next week she will 
flip over into a nine-year-old but uh like when you have a baby the way you said that sounded suspicious (laughs) (laughs) how old is your kid yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) we'll see what happens look we're hoping she turns nine is really what i should say like more accurately if everything goes right this week we'll have a nine-year-old on saturday (laughs) her name is uh sasha yeah right (laughs) But like for any kid room, like you got to fucking have blackout curtains because otherwise, yeah. the, you know, the light comes in. It's it's terrible. I don't understand why everybody doesn't have them because they're not super expensive. You just get a, you know, a heavy piece of fabric and it, it makes a huge difference. I like it. You want to gaslight your wife about the temperature. You yep. want to adjust your child's circadian rhythm <laughs> with blackout curtains, yes. which is advanced photosensitive gaslighting. That's right. And I'm praying she stays alive for another four years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's going to get old enough to listen to this show and be very mad at us. Look, as I've talked about this on the show before. So, Nick, I have a a couple comedy bands and one of them does like hip hop songs about video games and they are uh, gross. Some of them. And (laughs) so I have a little Nintendo fan and there is some sweet spot where she's too young to like really roll with it, but old enough to find it and hear it. Where sure. she's going to hear these songs and be like, Daddy, what did you do to Kirby? <laughs> you know, it, it's going, it, it's like, it's closer than I think. I think we're less than a year away at this point. It always reminds me of, there's this one How I Met Your Mother episode where there's like a countdown to Marshall's dad dying and you don't know what is going on. Like there's this mysterious countdown happening throughout this whole episode and suddenly it hits zero and he gets this terrible news. And so in my mind, there's this countdown clock going in the back to when she hears this for the for the first time. When she listens to It's Dangerous to Go Alone, take this. Well, it's the Kirby's Adventures in Reamland, which is maybe the worst thing I've ever written. (laughs) You know, and that was 10 years ago now. Yeah, that's the scary one. Well, look, speaking of 10 year old profane song parodies, I did this bit on the Comedy Bang Bang podcast, a monster mash parody called The Monster Fuck. (laughs) Dude, I I am a huge fan of The Monster Fuck. I love The Monster Fuck. We were going to bring this up because we both love it. God bless you for saying that. You know what? I was on the picket line today for the writer's guild was on strike and I was on the picket line and like three guys were like, are you a monster fuck guy? I was like, man, (laughs) this is my legacy. This like bit I kind of like threw together quickly and then Ackerman was just like, eh, come back and do it again next year. I was like, all right. And and this is like what I'm known for. And yeah, I have young nephews and nieces. Like, are they going to stumble upon that at some point? Right. Yeah. How easy is it to, because you're doing a a character, right? Who's doing that? Yeah. So can they just look you up and then find monster fuck right away? Or is there like a couple other steps in between? I think so. I mean, it might honestly be the the autocomplete if you type in Nick Weiger. They might just say (laughs) Nick Weiger monster fuck. (laughs) That's pretty great. Well, I, I mean, also, I don't think you're doing yourself any favors by coming back so frequently and doing the exact same song right year after how many times have you done it now eight nine something like that i think it's been eight i have to look it up every year i do it it doesn't stop being funny nick (laughs) it really (laughs) doesn't so So my friend caroline anderson who i always do the bit with and we wrote a piece together for the comedy bang bang book about that character leo carpazzi and I've had this happen more than one year where I was like, okay, I think I've got a new angle for it. And I tell her what I'm going to do. And she's like, you did that in like 2017. <laughs> I was like, wait, really? <laughs> what I've always been curious about, 
and obviously the bit is awesome as it is, but just personally, have you heard the, the monster mash follow-ups, the monster rap, the climate yes. mash, the, the, the monster things, swim right? is the a monster favorite swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all of those. I also love all of Chubby Checker's twist follow-ups. Yes. Like twist again, was legitimately a hit. Right. That's right. But then he's got like twisting off a cliff. He's got so many <laughs> twist songs. I, I want to look them up now, but he did like a whole twist concept album after the twist hit. That's amazing. I heard Let's Twist Again before I heard the twist just because of you know, the vagaries of age and whatever I was right. listening to at the time. So I have a very clear memory of being, I don't know, eight, 10, something like that. And hearing let's twist again and being like, what, what was this referring to? And then, you know, my parents who were whatever teenagers in the fifties or something were like, you don't fucking know the twist, dude. What's going on? You know, I got to look up the names of these twist follow-ups. Here's his album twisting around the world. <laughs> and also that was a cover. That's the other thing. I'm just like, that's not that's a chubby right. checker original. Right. Oh, he did Twist and Shout. That's good to know. Twist and Matilda? <laughs> uh, the Mexican Hat Twist was one of his. Oh, my God. It's amazing. These guys who, they dial something in. It's a massive hit. Yeah. You know, and, and you cannot blame them. And it certainly in one respect, it's fucking awesome where they just go all in with this 100%. one percent one thing. Totally admired. It's like pro wrestling. Someone just leaning into their gimmick fully. Yeah, totally. Radiohead does not get dissolution by fame after Pablo Honey and OK Computer is just all of the songs or variations on Creep. Yeah, let's uh, creep again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a great clip. I totally remember the clip that we were just talking about. You introduced it like you did. <laughs> No, I, I, I remember what the clip was. I'm just saying that there was an interlude there where we were saying other things that got edited yeah. out. But I like that clip. There's a very funny man in it. There's a very I, terrible I thought, man in that clip. Yeah. Who I found boorish and um, mm -hmm. just really uh, indecent is the word mm -hmm. that I would use. I, I would say not indecent, but chiseled. Ill-mannered. Like an, unru an unruly uh, rodent. <laughs> Okay. Uh -huh. And by rodent, I mean like a ferret or some other or a like capybara. Yeah. Is, does a capybara count as a rodent? Yeah, it's the largest rodent. Well, you wouldn't be the largest one. You would be like oh, the shortest you. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, can we say you know, uh, uh, bless you, short king. <laughs> so true. Uh, so true. So true indeed. Uh, now, here's the question. Should we continue this? I feel like we have a, a lot for a... Uh, I feel like that was 15 minutes of... <laughs> uh, more. more. The, the Paul Gannon one by itself is like a 20-minute story, right? All right, never mind. This is a perfect length of episode, and you're going to get more of this, like, fucking fantastic. Not only the amazing clips from this entire past year of the show, but also the top tier, the the this slant of light, this rarefied digital air in which I don't know what is going on with either of us, but we're suddenly magically good podcasters. I think we are. It's Yeah, there, there, there really is something in the air tonight. I can feel it coming on the air tonight finger in the sky coming on the air oh that's a good nsp song title finger in the sky <laughs> and it's like a ballad a ninja brian ballad oh that's i can really, i can i can really see the like very um 
I don't know why I'm thinking of Super Tramp Breakfast in America style, but I'm oh, yeah, just no, you know a, a big middle finger that's like really beautifully rendered. Yep, 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 yep. Airbrushed. Couldn't agree more. Great. <laughs> you, All right. you you went like full Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black on like the final syllable of that. Wait, wait really? Your, your, your man Couldn't suit agree is more. <laughs> your man is suit that what slipping. you're talking about? <laughs> oh. 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 Why did you come over here? <laughs> we'll see you on the next that, one. That a pre- that's a pretty good. That I uh, no, right? that was genuinely very good. Uh, he's I'm, a little. I'm he's, impressed. I feel like he's a little more hollow. Like, like his co- no, that was that's not. I'm a law and order criminal. Vincent D'Onofrio. I used to be hot. That impression definitely got worse the more I did it. <laughs> but it got is... funnier the worse it got. Yeah, well. I he that's has life, like baby. a he's doing the like I'm physically doing it, but you can't see me. He has like his chin like touching his fucking clavicle when he does that voice too, which I think adds something. Yes. Did I tell you we showed that movie to Audrey and she loved it? What? Yeah. Well, she yeah, because it. it's a fucking perfect movie. You know what? I I will admit. When I saw it in theaters, I was like, what is this derivative bullshit? I really didn't like it. And then watching it again, you know, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I was like, it was great. It was <laughs> a perfect fun movie. Was she I scared nope. by him? Nope. And I we'll thought she would be, be too. She really liked it. She's getting a lot, uh, a lot braver with that stuff. And can I tell you the thing that I'm really excited about? What? She's starting to like, like spicy food, like Takis. Oh my God. And, oh, I'm very excited for this. I'm very happy for her and for you. Yeah. Well, actually, can I tell you? Can I tell you? Uh, when I was in Nashville last week with Jim Roach, I went to Prince's Hot Chicken, which is like one of the legendary hot chicken places from Nashville. And it was so fucking good. Oh, hmm. my God. It was like I've heard people not the least of which is Mark Maron, talk about this for years. I was about to say I only yep. know this place because of the, like, two episodes of WTF know, that I've listened to. But it's to. so good. <laughs> totally lived up to the hype. It was so good. Actually, wow. I burned the roof of my mouth from... Uh, I got uh, uh, a breast, and I bit yeah. right into that breast. Nice. And the breast juice <laughs> squirted all over my mouth. <laughs> And scalded the roof of my mouth from from the juice, the wet, hot juice in that breast. I I think um, somebody needs to get their breast implants looked at because if that's what's going on, I, I, yeah. How much silicone did you uh, ingest? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I've had three gel packets today. <laughs> they call them desiccants, but I call them sprinkles. <laughs> what is happening with me right now? <laughs> I'm imagining you going to the store and like buying those little like pads that you use when you don't want to wear a bra, but you need to cover up your nipples. They're just like little silicone like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> imagine just like grabbing a handful of them and then just like sucking them down like slurping those little <laughs> yeah. oh yeah oh so good oh M- more nipple coverings please <laughs> this has to stop we'll 
see you fucking next week. Jesus right, Christ. Leighton Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore Night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com. <laughs>